Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. My priorities don't just shift, they shift by the hour. That's why I need Aon. Their combination of advanced analytics and expertise helps keep me up to speed and ready for my next move. Better decisions. Aon. It is November 26th, 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. It's the day after Thanksgiving. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Diva Issa. Here tonight to talk about SmackDown and Rampage. And Issa, are you psyched? Are you stoked? Are you pumped? I'm okay. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, happy happy post-Thanksgiving, Glenn. I'm thankful for you and Tony D'Angelo. Yes. Oh my God. We were texting about this. We both got sent WWE <laughs> fan council surveys and I just like wrote a novel about how great Tony D'Angelo is. Yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, everything about NXT 2.0 sucks, but Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> I actually don't know which one our entries are right away. <laughs> I had a nuanced response. I mean, I basically said that pre the reboot, you had a women's division that all looked like superheroes and the men mostly looked like guys waiting yeah. for the bus. Like there was nothing <laughs> unique that's about funny. their characters and that's gotten a bit better, but you're still not doing enough storyline. The tag division is right. a mess. Um, it is though. <laughs> gotta step some things up. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, yes, well, I'm thankful for you as well. Thankful for the wrestling Inc audience. Alfred is away with family. He has bad internet where he is. He couldn't make it tonight. Um, and that Listen, said, I can completely understand. Oh, I, <laughs> I am. I am traveling with family myself, but well, I'm we'll at power home. through it. I'm at home. Yeah, we well. hung out. We watched movies and TV last night, and uh, it was just a quiet evening. It was kind of weird, but we had a we had a good time. It's nice to have a couple days off, you know. And tonight, yeah. WWE uh, they brought their B game. I think for the most part. Right. Rampage right. was pre-taped Wednesday, so we kind of knew everything that was happening. Right, right. I thought it was nice of WWE to have a, a Black Friday sale for number one contendership. <laughs> and I like what the outcome that? of that. The Black Friday Battle Royale. I'm like, what, really? <laughs> I'm happy with the outcome of that. They're trying. It's going to be yeah. very entertaining. So, spoiler alert, Sami Zayn won and is now going to get a title match against Roman Reigns. But... Stealing Sammy's thunder, Brock Lesnar's suspension has been lifted. So uh, there you go. Sammy just can't win. Even when he wins, he loses. <laughs> yeah, agreed. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was tough with Rampage. I think Rampage, because it was pre-taped tonight, I think tonight's Rampage is going to be the lowest rated Rampage ever Oof. for live ratings. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you have to treat tonight as a holiday almost. Like people are traveling, people are shopping, they're still out with families. This entire weekend is going to be a slow weekend for for viewership overall. Even I think it will even affect SmackDown. Yeah, and and that's the thing too. And there's a ton of other stuff to watch on TV. Thanksgiving, people want to catch yeah. up on things. There are a lot of premieres. You know, Disney Plus dropped not only Hawkeye, which I watched the first two episodes were delightful. Uh, they dropped the Beatles documentary, which I know a lot of people are talking yes. about. Um, South Park specials on Paramount Plus. Yes. <laughs> uh, the new season of Real World Homecoming, the LA cast reunion dropped. Which uh, New episodes of Tiger King on Netflix. Yes, that as well, season two. <laughs> um, and Issa, I don't know if you've seen this show yet. I have to recommend this show to people. Do not watch it while you're eating. We watched the first two episodes of Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Holy shit, this show is insane. It's like Lord of the Flies, but with teenage girls that are teenage uh, girls soccer team. And it's told like okay. back in the 90s and then present day. And I'm just, I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't watch it while you're eating. Shit gets okay. real. Shit gets crazy. But in the modern day, some of uh, the, the girls grown up are played by like Juliette Lewis and Christina Ricci. Uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, it was very, very dark, very crazy show. But we I watched... heard, you're not the first person to, to mention it, so I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, if you just want to see, like, because you think, oh, teen show, melodrama. No, this no. freaking <laughs> goes there. Um, so, yeah, it's been a good week for TV, and I feel like coming at the end of that, it's a little tough 
tonight right. with SmackDown. Uh, the audience was excited. Uh, Jeff Hardy seemed like he was going to get a hometown win. That did not happen. Yeah. Um, I, you know what I loved just before I forget it? I love the backstage reaction that I love that the Usos and Roman seemed delighted that Sammy won. Yeah. <laughs> he was laughing. He was laughing. Easy work. Easy work. Yeah. Well, well, and I think, I think they game recognize gamey. So I think they appreciate, you know, <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> the strategy. The way he got okay, through it. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, I appreciated it too. But we should talk about Rampage first, just to get it out. Okay, of let's talk about Rampage first. Um, okay. Rampage tonight, we opened with Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta versus Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Um, so in this match, Bobby Fish and Adam Cole got the win. What did yes. you think of this? And, uh, you know, we've been saying this. Why aren't the best friends having segments where they're having sleepovers yet? I think this is really lacking. <laughs> I I think a good sleepover segment, especially in AEW television where they go there with some of their segments, like, you know, not necessarily wrestling related or sports mm-hmm. entertainment. I think that will, like, really get over. I really want to see Adam Cole do a little bit more. Now, this is a pre-tape Rampage. I don't know how much power we're putting behind Rampage, you know, based on the numbers that it's doing. But I just really want to see Adam Cole just do a little bit more. And maybe it's because we just saw him with the Undisputed Era, you know, being with Bobby Fish in AEW television just feels like a whole lot of the same of what he was doing in the past. And that's just me nitpicking. I really like Adam Cole. And I thought this match was a fun opener. But I just feel like out of the people that debuted at All Out, Adam Cole has the least momentum going for himself right now. Like, you look at CM Punk, he's he's in this magical field with NJF right now. Brian Danielson is the number one contender, and Adam Cole is uh, wrestling Orange Cassidy. You know what I mean? Let me be really <laughs> real with this, and this might be controversial, but... um. Oh, no, Glenn, please. Bobby Fish needs to be with Adam Cole. Adam Cole does not need to be with Bobby Fish. And in right. fact, aside from doing his friend a solid, I feel like this is regressive. Um, this is not him charting new territory and making a name for himself. This is taking a step backward, even from where he was on NXT, because he moved on from Undisputed Era. I feel like this is just a lesser version of that. I don't know. Because, and it's, I say lesser, it's, I mean, one, there's 50% of the Undisputed Era. And two, we've seen it before. You know, it's, um, it's like when a wrestler would go to TNA and essentially just rehash their WWE storylines. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It feels very like, what we seen Adam Cole do. And this isn't, and I get your point about Bobby Fish too, but this isn't even a Bobby Fish thing. It's just like, he's again in a faction, even with the elite, you're in a faction, you're not really winning matches. Like, and maybe I'm just not being patient enough, but I just remember the hype when he showed up in yeah. Chicago at all out. And it just, it just feels like you're not doing a lot of, a lot with him. And, and he, and a lot of the matches that he's been on, They've lost. They lost at the pay-per-view. He didn't take the pin, but the, the, the his team lost. You know what I mean? So maybe I get it. We cannot push everybody at the same time. But you now have a baby face TNT champion. You know, you can put him in a one in a singles field that could be significant. Is all I'm saying. I mean, this was a good match, but yeah, it just kind of it was it was a fun opener and i'm just picking about like you know adam cole's journey in AEW so far but i'm not gonna jump to conclusions just because i feel that AEW does a good job at turning people around they did it with miro eddie kingston there's a few people that started a little eh, in AEW, and right now they're some of my favorite characters so we'll see where it goes but right now it just doesn't feel like i'm getting a different adam cole he just like wearing a different outfit or coming out to a different entrance zone, but I'm, it's just the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because I think that Adam yeah. Cole is a superstar, tons of potential, and I know give it time, give it time, but no, it's like when they're setting him up in a tag team, you know, and who knows who else might be joining him in the near future, um, it just kind of seems, eh, like a rerun. Yeah, we just see him being in a in a in a faction for so long, and I did like the breakup of the undisputed era, just because they ran NXT for so long. It felt like you know, but I didn't feel like it was as efficient as like Gargano and Champa. Yeah, right. You know, and now with the possibility of Kyle O'Reilly not resigning and coming over, it's like, are we just gonna rename him something else and put him together again? Then it's just gonna be just more the same. And it's okay, not everybody. AEW is very stacked right now. And we have so many favorites that I, I understand that not everybody can be the number one guy. But I just wish it was a more um, 
just a more interesting storyline. There's a lot of one-on-one storylines, even tacting storylines that you can do with him, you know, that don't don't feel like the same story, just retold yeah. differently. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. So, I mean, it's, I think that's part of the problem too much when we've talked about this with <laughs> AEW before, but if the wrestlers have too much power and no one's telling mm-hmm. them no, they want to work with their friends and they want to do what makes them laugh sometimes or what they find interesting. And sometimes that's great. Sometimes that's golden. Other times it can be, you know, not as amusing to people that are not in the hardcore fan base. Right. Right. You know, and by the way, that goes for everyone. You know, you see that when actors want to work together on a project, when musicians want to tour together and you're just kind of like this kind of weird pairing. It's like, no, they're friends. They're doing it. And you're like, okay, I guess we'll roll with it. Um, But uh, Tony Nese cut a promo. And he's going to challenge for the TMT championship against Sammy Guevara. See, I feel like the Tony Nese seems like he needs to make a name and establish himself here. Because if you think about Tony Nese's run in WWE, well, you don't think about it because what what did he do? What what happened? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Was he cruiserweight champion? Yeah, he was. Okay. He he was. Didn't he win a – am I confusing him? I thought he won at WrestleMania. Maybe. But see, if I told you that he won – if I told you that he was or that he wasn't, you might believe it either way because that's how memorable it was. <laughs> right, right. I know he held the cruiserweight title. I don't know that he held it for very long. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. But I, I thought this promo was fun. I, I like I like his attitude. And I even, and, and I'm not a big Guevara fan. I like him. I think he's great in the ring, but he hasn't been on top of my top five favorite AW wrestlers, right? But when he, when he came up to Tony Nisa, he's like, you can't, you, you haven't done shit around here. I love that because Tony, Sammy is somebody that can say that. He's been here yeah. since day one. And he was like, it's an open challenge. I challenge you. And seeing Sammy said, okay, I accept just being so fearless to defend the title, which TNT title is kind of like their TV title, right? So I really appreciate for being a, you know, I get it, he's a baby face, so of course he's going to accept. But it just make him seem very badass, in my opinion. No, I thought it was good. And here's the thing, Mac Radio in the chat saying, like, well, we said the same thing about Punk a few weeks ago, and now he's arguably in the biggest feud in AEW. Yes. I think it's AEW listens. And I think that when they do stuff, when exactly. they book matches or feuds that people are just kind of like, eh, I don't know. This is why fan, as fans, it's important to, to speak your mind about these things. Yeah, and, I, and I'm glad listen. that they waited. I'm glad that they waited. But this is like the second that CM Punk showed up, that's what I wanted. I wanted CM Punk and MJF because I knew we were going to get the magic that we got on Wednesday in their yeah. one-on-one promo. 20 minutes, let them let them talk for two hours. It was amazing. And that's why people wanted to see it. So they listen and it's delivering. But yeah, I agree. I For a little while there, I didn't think that CM Punk was being interesting. But, you know, just to just to counter that point a little bit, I thought his feud with Eddie Kingston was good. And I love their promo battles as well. And that's what he did before this. So CM Punk has been positioned slightly more interesting than, than Adam Cole. When we look back on the history of CM Punk and AEW, Eddie Kingston will be the turning point. Yeah. For when yes, exactly. Because look at look at where he's at now, and who knows if he tries to go after the world championship after this? Because you can't you can't forget at full gear when he won, he started pointing at his way. So at some point, he's going to go for that. Uh, Sean Wiley, $5 super chat saying, don't worry, Issa, that charismatic ratings magnet, Kyle O'Reilly, is headed to AEW. So is <laughs> no! Kevin Owens, too, I believe. So Adam Cole will get help. Okay, I don't mind seeing Adam Cole with a Kevin Owens, but Kyle O'Reilly, Sean, come on. I hope that was sarcasm. But you guys know, I'm here on Tuesdays, too, so you guys already know how I feel about Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> it's very interesting. Some people look at Undisputed, and I have to remind myself of this, right? Like... So like some, I, I've always seen most of Undisputed Era as like Adam Cole's backing band, but some people exactly. look at them. It was Adam Cole's show. But some people look at them like they're the members of Kiss or something. And they're just like, each no. one's its own individual character. And I'm like, really? Tell me, tell me who, you know, Roderick Strong's character is. Cause I'm not, still not no. sure of that. No. It's been like four the years. Only other person, yeah. The only other person that stuck out to me in the Undisputed Era was Roderick Strong. And it was because he joined later on. Yeah. So he was the only one that I always remember. But to me, it was it was it was the Adam Cole show, honestly, and they were just his his buddies. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, what did you think of uh, this FTR um, segment that they had? Uh, yeah, the Lucha Brothers <laughs> to uh, yeah. come up, step up no. again for a two out of three falls match. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess they're going to fight each other forever, and that's okay because they put on some amazing matches, and I'm looking forward to this, right? But I personally really want to see other tag teams start getting in the, in the tag team title picture, but because the Triple A titles are involved here, I guess we're just going to continue to see Triple A versus the Lucha Bros. Listen, they can wrestle, they can go. Am I interested? Not at the moment. I want to see I want to see Santana and Ortiz get a title shot. I want to see Jungle Boy and Lucha Soro start getting involved in the tag title picture. So there's a couple of people that I want to see um, the Lucha Bros start going up against. Yeah. Other than FDR. Um, I agree with that. So Black Friday match. Black, what do we call this? Uh, the Black Friday deal match. Uh, Britt Baker challenged by Rio. And if Rio wins, she gets a title shot. And Rio. I'm so pissed off. Rio won. I'm so pissed off. It was a good match, though. Uh, yeah, of course it was a good match. It's, it's Rio and Britt Baker we're talking about. But I feel like AW booked themselves into this position because there's nobody for Britt Baker. Do a number one contenders. Do a battle royal. Do another tournament. Do anything that doesn't involve pinning probably one, or if not your biggest star at the moment, on television. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of seeing Britt Baker getting pinned. It felt very, I don't know. It felt, I didn't like it. That's all. <laughs> It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see uh, where this goes. I don't think Rio's winning. Of course not. Win. But you, did you need to pin your champion to get to her being number one contender? Couldn't you do some kind of tournament on Dark or Elevation? I don't know. You could have gotten to Rio becoming number one contender a different way. Like, Can they I, County attacked her, and that's how she got the match. Like, we didn't have to pin Britt Baker. Here's, and this is a completely ignorant statement by someone that doesn't watch a lot of AEW, but this is what it feels like from the pay-per-views and watching Rampage and what I've seen. It feels like they get sold on the idea that this is the woman that we're going to build to Brit, build uh, to beat Britt Baker or being a contender, and maybe it's Ruby Soho, maybe it's Chris Statlander. Like, they get... You know, uh, short term, yeah, <laughs> but no, but they get these short term pushes, right. and then what this is the failing of it. Now, I know you're saying, well, of course, they're pushing them because they need to build up the match, but then after they lose, like, okay, well, you, you don't you didn't take this push and continue it and give them a meaningful story to make them a star, even without the championship. Instead, you're just uh, on to the next one, yes, agreed. Um, yeah, it's it's a little crazy because I think that I, I think uh, they really need to have more women's storylines. It's just crazy, and you know we're talking about this earlier. I mean, there's it's like nobody NXT. ready for. There's nobody for Britt Baker, and there's nobody believable to beat Britt Baker, right? Nobody. So you think that Sami saying is going to beat Roman Reigns? No, it could happen. But you got to him. To you got to believe. <laughs> yeah, okay. You got to believe. You got to him. Mark becoming Mark number said one. It. You got to believe. He <laughs> got to him becoming number one contender because he's knocked his way into a victory of a battle royal. You could have done that with Rio. You know what I mean? You could have put a different stipulation on the TBS title tournament to whoever, like, I don't know, whoever comes in second gets a title shot. You could have done so much that didn't involve pinning Britt Baker. That's all. I think it's bad for any wrestling company, and this is WWE as well on SmackDown. If you have a champion that you can't tell me three people who are next in line to beat that champion... You don't have a you don't have a very good roster in that division. And this goes right. for tag and teams, I men's singles, that whatever. AW has, I think AW has somewhat of a decent women's division. The problem is that they put everybody else that will be somewhat believable on this TBS title tournament. Everybody mm. that I think could could be a little bit believable against Britt Baker is still involved in this um, TBS title That's true. tournament. It's true. Yeah. Well, we shall see. I think um, Thunder is the one because Thunder Rosa beat her at that lights out match. I think Thunder Rosa is the one and they're going to save it for a pay-per-view or just a little bit later on because maybe they do want to go through with Thunder Rosa so they don't want to do it yet because they want Britt Baker to have a long title reign. Love Thunder Rosa. Love to see her get Me that too. opportunity. Uh, Eddie Kingston took on Daniel Garcia tonight. Love the interview before the match. <laughs> Eddie is so great. Eddie is a badass. He's as real as he gets. And how can you not love Eddie Kingston? Just just the way he comes off. It was a really good match. And I'm really glad he got this win. It was. Me too. Me too. I, I think that he needed it, right? And it was, it was great to see him win. I mean, I, I really wanted him to be the person that defeat 
CM Punk, but seeing where CM Punk went after Eddie Kingston, it makes all the sense that they let, mm-hmm. you know, Punk go over. But Eddie Kingston is just, listen, as a New Yorker, I just absolutely love him. He comes off so real to me, like legit. And that's just something that I appreciate about him. And then in the ring, he just wrestles a little bit differently, but it's believable. You think that he is kicking somebody's ass, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but There's I, a I just realness love- to his fights. Right, right. I love his attitude. Like, like, like the pre-show interview was so funny. Everything that he's been doing has been great. And I'm just a fan. And I love seeing the crowd reaction for Kingston. Because sometimes, you know, we try to be unbiased about our opinion. But, you know, you start really liking someone. But every time I go to an AW Live and I hear the crowd reaction for Kingston, I just love hearing this. It's like collectively, everybody freaking loves Eddie Kingston. I think if you can watch a wrestling program and not have a bias towards wrestlers that you love, the company is not doing a very good job. <laughs> right, right. Correct. Correct. But, you know, I try my best to look at it from every perspective, you know, but I, I just, there's just, Eddie Kingston does no wrong in my eyes. Even when he was panicking over sparklers, I was still trying to defend him. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Daniel Garcia is good, but come on. I mean, we knew Eddie was winning this match tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And he needs, he needs a couple of uh, big wins just to build himself back up. So, Solid show went by quickly. You forgot I, to mention that Chris Jericho saved oh, yeah. him at the end when yes, 2.0 right. attacked yes, him. 2.0 um, attacked Chris, Chris Jericho left commentary, which was beautiful. Actually, I think Chris Jericho is getting a lot better at commentary. He doesn't scream as much as he used to in the beginning. <laughs> but <laughs> Chris is but down. it was nice. just yeah, it was it was just fun to see him come um to Eddie's um rescue. Um, I I think. You think next week we get a 2.0 versus Jericho and Eddie tagging together? Possibly. Possibly. And I don't know that I will hate it. No, come on. Jericho. Imagine leaves- like, like, like Jericho's rock star larger than life persona against with Eddie's realness. Like actually I could, I could see some fun promos like between the two of them, like backstage or whatever. <laughs> no, I absolutely think so. And I think I'm mean, covering Jericho mm-hmm. and MJF for gold together. I would like to see Jericho trying to, uh, <laughs> to leech off Eddie's street cred and being like, yeah, guys like you and me, you know, we're from the streets. You know, we keep it real. <laughs> I can you know? see Eddie going, oh, yeah. Are yeah, we and then the Jericho street? gets into his limo, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. This rock star larger than life persona with this guy who's as real as it gets. They could really, really make some, some magic happen. Actually, Jericho is very good at what he does. and <laughs> He makes this magic happen with everyone. So he'll make it work. Is DS uh, Vex uh, saying we might be getting more Jericho on commentary with JR taking some time off to deal with the medical issue? Yeah. JR, yeah, we well wish him the very best. JR. And well wishes uh, to Jesse Davin, Jesse the Buckeye, uh, who you know on Twitter for her reaction videos. If you've been following, I mean, just such a heartbreaking story with everything mm-hmm. she's been dealing with. But at Wrestling Inc., we definitely wish her the very best. And she is such a great person. I had a, a great time with her. We went to, um, to uh, uh, All Out. Uh, yeah. in Chicago, she was doing some work, uh, for one of, uh, the companies, uh, that my agency represents. And I got to know her a little bit and, uh, just such a great it's person, awesome. positive member. Of the a close friend, close friend of mine. I've been texting her and checking on her every day and best wishes go out to her. She's going to pull through this. She's a strong woman and she has two babies waiting for her. So absolutely. Sean Wiley, $5 saying I get firing shots. I guarantee y'all the best feud in AEW. Better than CM Punk versus MJF will be the elite versus a reformed, undisputed, <laughs> reformed, not reformed, reformed, undisputed era in AEW. I guarantee it. It's totally coming. A hundred. I mean, okay. I think that we'll have an amazing match and I think it will be good, but then they need to just do it. You know, I, I, right now, the MJF and CM Punk segment is my favorite segment of all out in AEW. I loved everything that they did. It, it went above and beyond expectations. So there is a big bar set for people feuding and cutting promos on each other now after these two guys did that. And that was just their first opportunity to go at each other. We'll see how long they do this for. No, I think for about 500,000 people, the AEW versus Undisputed Era will be like Christmas and their birthday rolled into one. Uh, but I 500,000 people, you mean the Rampage viewership? <laughs> I mean the core AEW audience, right? There are 500,000 right, right. people that are just like, tonight Chris Jericho is going to share his favorite recipes, and Tony Khan is going to give a list of everything he'd like to be recognized for contributing and to uh, watch. professional and wrestling. Watch. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 
<laughs> you said that so smooth too that I take me a second to hear it. <laughs> but 500,000 oh people will tune in for that. They'll tune in for anything yeah. at this point. You know? <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I think I think on the Spirit era, reforming AEW against the elite, right? The heart and soul and founders of AEW could be fun. I do, and I can't wait to hear the elite tell how they beat them in NXT in the ratings and all that. Yeah, it will be fun. Sure. I don't know that it will be the best of all time. I think we're witnessing the best of all time right now. Maybe I'm overhyping Punk and MJF, but it was just, it was an amazing segment. You guys can check out my reaction on my YouTube channel. Very cool. <laughs> so Cheap let's plug. <laughs> Hey, no, it's all good, you know, for, for me. <laughs> I need more outlets. I need more outlets to, to share my views. I have this podcast and I have Twitter and I feel like I have to watch what I say on Twitter all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes the hot takes don't go over quite as well. I should start watching what I say. That's my problem that I don't watch what I say. Maybe that's why I get views on my channel sometimes because people know I'm just going to say something crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so we open tonight. Paul Heyman demanding from Caleb Braxton, uh, what is up with these rumors? What is going on? We need answers. <laughs> I mean, I get it. He's concerned about Brock coming back. Uh, Reigns, like, throwing firing shots at Big E after uh, beating him. It was interesting how they hyped this up. I mean, look, they have hot opening segments. Tonight was a tough, tough show. But what do yeah. you think of this uh, opening? I love the opening. I don't know if Paul Heyman, like, just because of the last match we, we saw between Roman and Brock, the, 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 it was gray. It was a gray area who Paul is with. So I'm starting to wonder if he's overplaying this, what's going on with Brock, because he is still on Brock's side, because we never found out whose side he's really with, right? In, a, in addition to that, I love the trash talk by... Roman Reigns, he goes like, let them all win, let four of them win, let five of them win, I'm going to beat them all. And it's almost too real what Roman Reigns is saying out there in the ring, because you take a look at, you're looking at that battle royal and tell me anybody that looked like they could beat um, Roman Reigns in that battle royal. There wasn't. Maybe Drew McIntyre, if he decided to use that sword, maybe he stood a bigger chance, but nobody in that battle royal looked like they could, they could beat Roman. It and I don't think Roman be. is getting stale. I think that they have to give him an interesting storyline. And him beating somebody that becomes number one contender in a battle royal is not a story that you'll become invested, even if you know he's winning in the end. Okay. Aside from the Paul Heyman factor, mm -hmm. I think Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns is going to be a much more entertaining feud than Brock versus Roman for the hundredth time. Yes. Yes. I think I think Sami Zayn could could try to 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 make this fun but do i think sammy saying has a chance against roman reigns no does anyone i'm sorry i know uh who runs the illuminati maybe that person <laughs> <laughs> that which goes to my point this is the problem with smackdown <laughs> they have not done a good job building contenders they bring in brock and they're like oh well this is instantly a very credible match it's like okay what, what do you got to follow that up What's what's after that? Nothing follows Brock Lesnar up. You just dip John Cena and Brock Lesnar, and now you want to follow it with <laughs> SmackDown Fane. goes off the air. SmackDown's like, you know what? We've had a good run. <laughs> Let's end it on a high note. We can't top this. You know what? I'm not gonna. I know you're a big Sami Zayn fan, and we're skipping to the end a little bit. But I'm not gonna tell you that I was sad when Jeff Hardy when he looked like Jeff Hardy won. I think Jeff Hardy will be fun, sure. and the crowd is behind him. And I think one final title feud but I, I don't think i don't think anybody in that battle royal had a chance so roman's trash talk on the beginning of the show was almost a little too real because he's right nobody's gonna beat him nobody I, I was already in my head bracing myself for roman's promos about jeff hardy's personal troubles and then that was gonna be really awkward given some personal troubles on roman's side of the faction uh, hey 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 let's not let's not okay it's, but that's for the holiday I know, but this is what they do. <laughs> When's the last time there was a Jeff Hardy feud that they gave any attention to where they didn't go there? So what was next? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love Jeff Hardy, 
Like I love Jeff. I like, and I think it's disrespectful to him that WWE does this again and again and again. I mean, it's like Jesus Christ. Um, so Jeff Hardy. Speaking of Jeff Hardy, teaming with Drew McIntyre against Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. Did it Jeff feel Hardy very and- thrown together this match? It did indeed. And Jeff Hardy and Drew McIntyre okay. got that win though. And I was thinking maybe they become a tag team. I mean, I like Drew. I like Jeff. And we've been hearing. Like I, I can't remember if this is fantasy booking or. Having the Ben Rumble's like, oh, they're going to do something with Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's in line for like, so I was thinking, so I, like, that's why they swerved me. I was like, Jeff Hardy won this match. He's going to get this program with Roman. It's going to happen. Maybe, maybe it's his uh, swan song. Maybe this is sort of his last big run, you know, and he goes to a schedule more like Edge. So I was happily swerved and I love Sammy getting the heat at the end of the show, but yeah. I could see Jeff teaming with Drew after this uh, tonight. Yeah, I mean, yes. Um, I think Jeff Hardy is so beloved. And this is not just because they we're in North Carolina. People really love Jeff Hardy. I think a tag, a tag like team would be a good team, but I just don't see them wasting Drew McIntyre on a tag team right now because you have such a lack of single stars on SmackDown. Like, who's next for Shinsuke? Think about it. We don't even know, know who's next for Roman. We don't even have a next for Shinsuke Nakamura in the IC belt. So it wouldn't make sense to take those two guys and put them in a tag team when they're two of the biggest names you have to go up against your champions. What's next for Shanky? That's what everyone really wants to know. <laughs> a rap career? I'm still pissed off about Hit Row being cut. I'm still, But I'm yeah, still too. pissed off about that promo with Jinder and Shanky against Hit Like that's, I'm not going to let that go for quite some time. Right. Right, same, same. I don't think a lot of people are going to let it go. And the fact that that's our last impression of it, Ron. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like if they done the Bailey, this is your life segment, and then Bailey was released the next day. Like, oh. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Bailey. I, I miss, miss Bailey, Bailey as well. Um, <laughs> Kayla Braxton becoming a main player in this drama. Backstage talking to Aaliyah. Aaliyah gets a cameo tonight. Paul Heyman walks up, wants Kayla better confirm those rumors Uh, or else uh, she's gone. Okay. Um, This was surprising. So Cesaro versus Ridge Holland think, oh, they're giving Ridge a little bit of a push and Cesaro won the match. That surprises you? Does it really surprise you? Because, okay, Ridge Holland gets calls up. Ridge Holland gets all these promos. The alliance with Sheamus, Cesaro's former tag partner. It seems like okay. Like, look, I think Ridge Holland's character is not great. I'm just gonna put it that way. Uh, I agree. <laughs> not great, like supremely not great. Um, but it seemed like they were giving him a little bit of a shot, right? Because why do you give right. somebody this time and this? And you it goes back to the thing, like, why can't we get new talent over? Because you've got Cesaro. Who did not right. need a win, beat, beating Ridge pretty handily tonight. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised though. Like, I don't, I don't know what they're doing with these people that they called up from NXT. I don't have any faith on them booking them right, especially after the last round of releases. It's just what they have proven to us that is going to happen. Cesaro, I don't know. Yeah, Cesaro didn't need this win, so I'm very confused by this booking. Booking, but overall, I'm not shocked by it. Confused, yes. Shocked, no. Rick Boogs took on Angel tonight. Yes. Because they have more matches for Boogs than the Intercontinental Championships game. Why won't they just... Who won? Who, technically speaking, won for SmackDown. But Roman failed to mention that, right? Roman acted like he was the only one who won from SmackDown. But Shinsuke won by DQ. So the other champion did rep. Boogs versus Nakamura is going to be a hell of a feud. And I don't know if we're ever going to get it at this point. I don't I don't want it. Really? Yeah, no, I don't want it. I, I don't I don't want Chinsuke to then then Chinsuke will probably lose to books and then what do they do with him? Don't you don't you fear that? Um Chinsuke is Chinsuke is to me what Sami Zayn is to you, okay? <laughs> I love it. In fact, Shinsuke versus Sami Zayn in the top three wrestling matches I've ever seen in person. Of, of all time. Yeah. Of all I was time. there too. You were there? I was there. I was at uh, Dallas Takeover, yeah. What a small so world, huh? so, Well, it, it is WrestleMania. 
There were 100,000 right. people there, Issa, wrestling fans. Right, but around. I mean that you were at the shows that I was, or you were traveling to shows when I wasn't, and now that I am, you don't go to the shows. So it's just funny how everything works. Now that we work together, I don't see I know. Well, I'll tell you, I got my booster <laughs> earlier this week, and I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling good. And, um, you know, a little concerned about Omicron, this new variant. But if things let up, I love that Impact is running all these shows here in Vegas. Yes. Like, that really excites me for the future, if and when this Yeah, because it's, like, right there. Ends. You can go and, and at least go, go get back into a wrestling event. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Angel won this match. Los Lotharios on the come up. And he lost his last name. Yes. Just Angel. <laughs> Just Angel. Okay, and this was freaking weird that we saw so much tonight of, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it, but I mean, we saw uh, Survivor Series, the recap, but we'll talk about what happened later where they gave us like a five-minute Raw recap. SmackDown has not done this in ages. It was very weird. Yeah, I, I noticed that as well, but I think it was just a little bit of time filler. They might not have a bunch booked for tonight. Just I didn't think they were going to try tonight, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. No, I could see that. Um, let's talk about Charlotte Flair and the promo she cut tonight. Um, talking about her loss to Becky and then getting called out by Tony Storm. So... This ended with Flair uh, beating up Tony, but I mean they're kind of trying to make this. I seem mean, like Tony a is feud. the new number one contender. No, didn't Tony earn a shot at the title? Did she? I thought she just yeah, she did. Her. Okay. No, I well, whatever. One way or another, Tony should be the next one for Charlotte Flair. So I like seeing her come out, but at the same time, I mean, I Charlotte looks like a million bucks and. Tony Storm just not being heavily featured on TV just seems a little out of place in this field right now. I'm hoping that this gets her somewhere, but I just, I'm not convinced if it was like a Sasha Banks or Chelsea or people that we have at least seen more prominently on TV, then maybe it will be different. But Tony just doesn't feel like she's the one right now. Charlotte has had, Charlotte had the Roman problem long before Roman had the Roman problem is that when Charlotte is the champ, it seems like she's going to be the champ for a very long time. And I don't see that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to so? have to disagree with you. Glenn. She loses the title in five minutes after she wins it. I thought that was Charlotte is no, 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 no. Charlotte is, is quantity over quality. Charlotte Flair loses the title. They're, they're just trying to beat that her dad's record with her. When's the last time Charlotte lost a title match? To someone that wasn't Becky or Sasha. She lost to Rhea Ripley, no? And she lost to Nikki Ash with the cash in. Oh, that's that she was lost with recently. the cash in. When yeah. she lost to Rhea? Why I don't, I I don't know that? if she lost to Rhea or not. I'm trying to figure it out. But no, no, I'm sorry. She took the belt off of Rhea. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's what I'm saying. So Even with Asuka, yeah. didn't Charlotte beat Asuka every time for the title? It was like a back and forth between the two of them, no? But yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But like, Charlotte I don't... just has very short title reigns. Yes. She does. So well, I, maybe it's because she's also the victim of like almost every freaking cash-in. <laughs> I would uh, bet a considerable amount of money Tony Storm does not win this feud. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would be presently surprised if she did, but I don't see that happening. Not right now. Charlotte looks like a million dollars out there. Yes. I'll, I'll bet someone my car. My car's like 18 years old, but uh, you know, we could we could bet we could go for pinks, as they used to say in the 50s, uh, on whether uh, if someone feels that confident about Tony Storm winning this feud. Um, because I don't see it happening. So oh, I like this promo backstage with Sasha standing up to Sonia, and Sonia like again. <laughs> Sonia, keeping the trend going, telling Sasha that she's the yeah, boss. There's like, do you... <laughs> there's a theme. Yeah, there's a theme here with Sonia Deville, but I absolutely love seeing Sasha stand up to her. And I loved even more later on when we saw Sasha teaming up with Naomi. For good old times' sake, I, I enjoyed the crap out of this. Yeah. Bandy Jack... 
boss is saying these egg crates have not moved in my office. I did go through some boxes before Thanksgiving. I was trying to find where we put the nonstick pans and I couldn't find them. So I did move some things around. <laughs> so that's the only reason why trying to find your nonstick pans. <laughs> I've, I told you what happened where I, one, my handwriting is so bad. I labeled all these boxes. I can't figure out what I wrote on most of them, but then I wrote like t-shirts and I didn't specify like, is this, you know, an old, like, social outcast wrestling shirt box or is this t-shirts that i actively wear and that fit me um so yeah like uh, did not do the best job with labeling things before the move i really should have uh, wrote like a legend or something with a packing list I've been there done that I'm, I'm the kind of person that just throws everything out when i move and buy everything new. <laughs> we did do that with a fair amount of stuff so much so that when uh our house was being cleaned out after they were like did you mean to leave all this stuff behind yeah they <laughs> like, called you and be like are you sure you didn't want to take this i was like i couldn't figure out how to disassemble the desk to get it through the door i'll just buy a new desk like just donate it do something See that i was gonna have to take an axe to it um so naomi and sasha banks team tonight versus natalia and Shayna baszler and uh, naomi and sasha got the win finally finally naomi gets a win and i love i just love seeing her with sasha it just brings me back to their team remember when they tag with um where they were back in the beginning yeah so i love seeing them together and I, I i'm so happy to see naomi finally get some kind of win because i was getting scared that this was never gonna pay off and she was just gonna continue to lose here the team bad who had the street profits theme before the street profits <laughs> yes damn you're good that's a fun fact and they tried to make that unity thing happen. they tried to make them like a female new day for a very brief period of time yeah but it didn't it didn't work out it did not work <laughs> out <laughs> um oh my god that was like five years ago because that was around thanksgiving like 2015 maybe that was six years ago wow yeah 2015 time. when they came up they put yeah. it all in a weird tag team remember yeah i remember they had like a thanksgiving segment with new day backstage and they were doing the unity chant thing um yeah it went a little like this unity <laughs> yes why didn't that catch on i don't know i still remember it so it catched on with someone <laughs> brie mode caught on Oh, but God. that didn't catch on. That Do you know what I watch? Wrestling theme song ever. You know what I watch once a year, what? and it just gives me delight. Someone what? made an endless loop. Remember at SummerSlam no. 2015 when Brie Bella tried to do the drop kick and like missed yes. Becky Lynch by like a foot and yelled Brie mode, and the commentary went Brie mode. <laughs> Wait, that exists. A loop of that exists. I have to find. I saved it on my phone. I actually like figured out how to rip the YouTube video to save this on my phone. So Brie mode got over. Unity didn't get over, but Brie Mode was hella over back in the day. I'm going to find this now because uh, it just brings me such joy. And while Issa is there uh, muting the noise in the background. of uh... Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm with family, you know. I'm, I'm being diesel this week. <laughs> That's all dead. Oh, I need to find this. Where is Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to turn up the sound on this. Okay. Oh, hold on. I have to turn on the sound. Why? <laughs> oh my god. Listen that to me. <laughs> I gotta make that my ringtone. No. <laughs> I think about this so often. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of crazy wrestling moments that everybody just thinks about way too often, right? Yes. Which is crazy that only I mean, makes sense to us wrestling people. <laughs> well, because I was thinking about this, and when you watch the show week in and week out, like we do, like it is the little memes and fun moments and like stupid commentary things and inside jokes. I mean, that's that's why we watch, right? It's exactly. not for like deep, satisfying storytelling. You know, I mean, that's a part of it, but there is a part that, yeah, there is a meme or like the inside jokes are the best because sometimes somebody will make a reference out of something that you will never think we can connect to wrestling, but we can because of some dumb segment. <laughs> and I love Brie Bella, but that moment, just because they clipped it and looped it that way. And it's got that weird, like sing songy rhythm to it. Like, I'm just like, that's one of the better wrestling memes that I've ever seen in the my way, life. The way she missed Becky Lynch by a lot. 
I hate when people in wrestling have to sell for moments like that where you can just tell it's so obvious. <laughs> Even Charlotte and Becky had one of those with uh, the moonsault yes. this past yeah. Sunday. It yeah. happens. That was it still a great match, though. Yeah, Every, everyone match. everyone misses spots. It happens. It doesn't yes. ruin your enjoyment of it. But good for Naomi and Sasha Banks. I like to see the story continue to evolve. But again, really, man, like how long do we have to wait to see Naomi beat up Sonya Deville? Because that's what I'm here for. Exactly. You know? Same. I just need her. I just need her to whoop Sonya's ass, and we'll get there. I hope. Tonight gave me hope. Tonight gave me hope. <laughs> we're 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 gonna get there eventually. So the uh the the lengthy recap of Monday Night Raw. Something must have been running under. They were like, just put on a recap of Raw. Um, it, and it ended two minutes early as well. Yeah, it was interesting. Um. So the Battle Royal, the Black Friday Invitational Battle Royal was Sami Zayn, Eric, Ivar, Angel, Humberto, Mace, Mansour, Cesaro, Ricochet, Drew Gulak, Rick Boogs, Jinder Mahal, Shanky, Madcap Moss, Baron Corbin, Jeff Hardy, Rich Holland, and Sheamus. Um, yeah. <laughs> this a kept... bunch of people that don't have a chance against Roman Reigns. Yes. When it got down to... Seamus and Baron Corbin and Ricochet and Jeff Hardy and Sami Zayn. It was like, okay. You think Ricochet has... <laughs> okay, Glenn. Ricochet... Okay. Because this straight. Ricochet, movie star looks, one of the best in-ring athlete performers ever in the history of wrestling. When you just look at what he can do... Yes, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, somebody performs. tweeted a photo of him doing that dive, and he's like up here, and the guys are like down here waiting to catch him, and it's so impressive. The things that he can do are so impressive. But if you ever want to know, if someone ever says, well, how important is it to be able to cut an amazing promo? Ricochet is your answer. Yeah. Very important. But you can also put him with a mouthpiece and they never gave him that opportunity. They never gave him a mouthpiece and they never gave him good material. So it's not entirely on him. But we said this, you know, I'm saying this three years ago. If I'm WWE, forget forget the PC. I'm hiring like acting coaches and people to come in and work with this guy. And I'm figuring out what's the storyline. I'm like, Ricochet is not, Ricochet is like, 20% responsible for Ricochet not being a top guy. I put the other 80% in WWE because when you have someone that talented and who has all the other parts, like why, you know, in fact, it probably hurt him coming in being an established indie star. If he'd been a brand new performance center recruit, he would have had to go through the paces. I think he got a pass. I think he got passed through promo class partially because he was so good in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he, he already came to NXT just being able to do all these amazing things that he does on, on, on the ring. And they just automatically make him wrestle these crazy matches that, like you said, he might have never even gone to promo school. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a so big that, mistake. that hurts him. And then you call him up when he's not main roster ready by promo standards and you don't give him a mouthpiece. There's so many people that need a manager. That will be one of them. I feel like, okay, we, lo- we love the pairing of like Boogs and Nakamura, but Nakamura has all the charisma in the world. You could have given Boogs to somebody else. You know what I mean? So, uh, whatever. I know. I know. Uh, but Jeff Hardy eliminated Baron Corbin. We thought he had the win. Crowd went wild. Sami Zayn had just been hiding, laying in wait, and then knocks him over. Celebrating in Rome and the Usos, the crowd booing. This was like just a straight up delightful moment in WWE. This was yeah. one of the most feel good <laughs> moments in a long time. And then Caleb Braxton. Because everybody has been wanting more for Sammy. The whole thing was just played beautifully. Yes. And then Caleb Braxton says, Oh, I just got word. <laughs> I don't think she even had an earpiece in, but she's like, Oh, I just got word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she took forever to, you could tell they were running early tonight because she took forever to hear her fake um, like earpiece to then say what the news were. And like I said, they still ended it early. But it was just like yeah, that you had to say that in the middle of the interview. Like you couldn't just announce it in a graphic or on social media like you do everything else. 
<laughs> so weird. So Brock Lesnar suspension lifted. He's going to be back next Friday. Crowd chanting, we want Brock because they went off the air. By the way, this is also shows you something about WWE crowds. Oh, we love Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Jeff Hardy. Boo, Sami Zayn, you suck. What? Brock Lesnar's coming back. We want Brock. We want Brock. Of course. But can you blame them? Come on. It's Brock Lesnar. Now, you know, I'm a big fan of Beastie, but I'm just saying. I think a lot of people assumed that Beastie was going to come back in the Battle Royal and they were probably unhappy about that but i was like they're not gonna i mean yeah it will be an organic nice moment but it wouldn't feel like a real return because brock was just around so i don't see them having brock come back unadvertised they're not gonna do that you know i could have uh seen them having brock come in and just destroy everybody in the battle royal no tonight. no no not unadvertised no yeah i know they're not gonna waste because uh... it's not a big return he's been gone what three weeks it's not it doesn't feel like a real return for brock like if he was gone for months then i would like to see it be a surprise but he hasn't been gone that long for it to just need to be made a surprise in my opinion right like i think ticket sales and ratings are more important and i don't think the friday after thanksgiving when everybody's either passed out from leftovers or out shopping or with family they're not watching it's not the show to bring him back i agree so but tonight's podcast as always was a must listen so thank you for tuning in thank you for joining us as we discuss yeah. all of this we i hope everyone had it. a good thanksgiving it's a weird yes. time. It continues to be just a weird freaking time in the world right this now. This is going to be a very slow, not only in the world, like you said, but I feel wrestling this month is probably the worst, like the, not the worst time, but it's a very slow time, like storylines wise. This is when you see a bunch of people become number one contender that don't make any sense. Like, you know what? I mean? I'm surprised we're getting Edge return on Raw and now Raw oh, yeah. on SmackDown in December. This is the times that I, I consider WWE to slow down until at least Royal Rumble season starts again. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, yes, we will. We'll be back here. Uh, the regular crew will be back on Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday. Let's talk about NXT. Oh, what is Tony D'Angelo going to do? What is Tony Something D'Angelo awesome. going to do? Something, Something awesome. I wonder how does. was his Thanksgiving. I, I bet he had a great Thanksgiving. We should find out. We should do an update. <laughs> I, I like, okay, th- hear me out on this. I'm kind of bummed he's in the War Games match. Tony D'Angelo is better than that. He needs like yeah. a singles opportunity for a title. I get it, but the, with the with the special being called War Games, at least they're putting him in the main event, right? So I mean, it's something. Okay, we'll see. We'll but see I, what I agree with you. I, you know, I want nothing but the world for Tony D'Angelo. So War Games is not to his standards. I know, and we'll see how he interacts with the other wrestlers. This will be kind of fun. We'll see. So, hey, everybody, have a great weekend. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care, everyone. Good night. My priorities don't just shift. They shift by the hour. That's why I need Aon. Their combination of advanced analytics and expertise helps keep me up to speed and ready for my next move. Better decisions. Aon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.